Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Abrazo Football Podcast. I'm here today with Brooks. You know me as Blaine, and we have a very special guest in the building. His name is Yemi. Brooks, Yemi, welcome to the show. Yemi, why don't you introduce yourselves to the fans? Tell them who you are, where you're from, and what you're about. And most importantly, who you represent. <laughs> Sounds good. And it's a pleasure to be here. Hey, everyone. My name is Yemi. Um, I am, I guess, from a lot of places, but originally from Lagos, Nigeria, currently in Philadelphia. I'm a, I don't know, an engineer. I work for a software company, and I support the greatest club in the history of football, Chelsea Football Club. Um, I feel yeah, attacked right now. It's a pleasure right to now. be here, and uh, yeah, let's get to it, guys. Let's get to it, then. Well, first things first. Uh, well, no, actually, Brooks, why, why don't you kick us off? Which direction do we want to take this? We want to talk origin story first. We want to figure out why, why blues? Why yeah, blues? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do the okay. origin story. Why the blues? Um, because obviously, you know, I've known both of you for quite a long time. Um, both of you Chelsea fans, but I don't really know the whole story. And, um, I know that they're good stories. So I want to know why blues, why Chelsea fan? Um, what's the story? How'd you get into it? And why are you still a Chelsea fan? I mean, come on. Arsenal is Arsenal season. You should be in red right now. There's no bandwagoning. Okay, give me, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and go first, Jimmy? Let's hear what you got. Sure, yeah. So, like Speak I said, I'm from, I'm from Lagos, Nigeria. And um, so, there was, I think there's three memories that I had. But I think the one that kicked it off for me was watching, there's a, there's, there's the cable fancy cable network that you can get in Africa at the time. This is probably, you know, 1998 or something where you get this fancy TV network and you can then watch Premier League games or Serie A games, etc. So I didn't have that. I was at my friend's house <laughs> and um, it was, it was just highlights of this. And I, and, and think about this, like I'm in Nigeria, everyone's black and I see soccer. Anytime you see soccer, it's all kind of like white people. Right. There's yeah. some black players and stuff, but the majority of the people that were getting the accolades and stuff like that at that time were were didn't look like me, essentially. So I remember watching a show and there was this black striker in a Chelsea shirt just blasting goals in. I mean, like left foot, right foot, top corner, um, like with power. He looked like he was he was he had some speed and got some hunger. And he like celebrated really like vigorously. So yeah. that was actually a Jimmy Floyd Hasselbeck. And ever since I saw Jimmy Floyd just absolutely tearing it up. Now, mind you, these were highlights. Um, so it was a little bit inflated. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy is insane. Ever since then, I was kind of interested. And then I remember going to boarding school and getting access to a computer and the hmm. Internet. This is probably 2002. And is boarding school in Philly or are you still in Africa? No, this, this is point? Africa as well. Yeah. Okay. So I remember looking, going on the internet, like waiting my turn to get access <laughs> to a laptop, to a computer, um, and seeing, um, and just getting to Chelsea's website and seeing like the players, Frank Lampard, um, Drogba, uh, John Terry, just watching three, all of those yeah. those those players. Um, I think I saw uh, Ashley Cole had just 
had just signed or something like that. And I just remember winner. <laughs> certified winner. Yeah. I just, I just remember, I just remember feeling something, right. Just like what? And then this was like really early YouTube as well. And like watching some of these like highlights and stuff like that, I think it's been sold. And then the last one was when I moved, when I got to the States, right. And, and just turning on the TV and trying to find soccer and trying to find, uh, uh, trying to like reconnect. Um, I think that year Chelsea was 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 barely kicked out of the Champions League, and like I don't know, it just from there I, I just felt felt like I couldn't support any other club other than the greatest club in football, and so here Amen. we have it. Pray, praise, praise, <laughs> I love it. That's a beautiful. That's a beautiful story. I'm afraid my path to Chelsea fandom is not as. Uh, you know, eventful, it's more of a, you know, it's it's a more childish approach, right? So for those that don't know, I was born uh, just very close to Ipswich in, in the county. Uh, and so my dad and my mom were living out in England. They're originally from Mississippi, but they were out in England living there. And my mom had decided that she was a Liverpool fan. They go to Liverpool every once in a while. I didn't and know Check that. out the team. Yeah, mom's Liverpool. And then my dad decided, you know, we're gun, playing gun, father gun, gunners. Got to support Arsenal. Easy. You know, it's our name, <laughs> right? It's in the bloodline. We got it. We got to support him. And all growing up, you know, he was, you know, Arsenal. Through and through, mom read as well. Liverpool and I and I, you know, and I'll be honest. This like when I started watching it, like for real, for real. This was like back when Mike Owen was like just balling, balling crazy mm, for Liverpool, right. you know, and Arsenal in their heyday, you know, like late two thousands or, or late nineties, early two thousands. And I was like, you know what? Who else we got in London? There's a there's a club in London. This they guy. wear blue. Cause I like blue. And I like okay, so Chelsea. Like I was like, yo, they wear blue. And they're in London, you know. It's it, it contradicts what my father goes for, pops. you know, <laughs> pops. And at the same time, also, I mean, there's no rivalry with Liverpool, especially at this point in time. But also, I'm like, I can't side with one parent. Like that's like choosing a mom or a dad in a divorce. Right. So I'm like, you know, let me let me go blue. And then to my, you know. Uh, amazement they were purchased you know about seven years later by one billionaire and you know the blue flag's been flying high ever well it was flying high before but it's been flying high ever since and uh for and then like you know you know how it is like i'm like brooks knows this i'm a knicks fan been a knicks fan my whole life they've never won nothing i still support them every year been a dodgers fan and up like they won something when i was like a a one-year-old and I've been supporting the team ever since, and they finally just won it like a World Series yeah, like yeah. two two, turn, two times back, and that felt good. So I was like, I can't jump ship, you know, through thick and thin. And lucky for me, Chelsea happened to be on an upward trajectory for you know the majority of my uh, you know fan status. So that that's my story. There's no, I mean, obviously, like the player, the players also played a big role in it, but it wasn't like there's no sentimental thing like, oh, like they got this player that like I was like enamored by, like. Be honest, like I was like into like Thierry Henry and Renault, like all like all right. like the, all the superstars that kids would have been like drawn to at yeah. that time. So it's like I still want the Brazil jersey with the number ten on it. Right. You know, I'm still like 
jealous about like what's going on in AC Milan. Well, I guess that's way after the fact, thinking just about Ronaldinho. But anyway, that's that's my origin story. And yeah, I, I hate that I just said the word origin story on the internet. Like, <laughs> no, but listen, the, the cool thing with both of you is that it's not, uh, and this is, this is, I think, with any club in any sport, is that you know, you do have the people that jump on when they're winning. And, you know, a lot of times, especially like within the last 10, 15, really 20 years or so, like if you're a Chelsea fan, it's almost like, okay, so when, you know, but right. no, with, with both of you, it's like pre Abramovich times, um, yeah. you know, during, during, through it all. So it's really cool. And there's nothing wrong with being, you know, a Chelsea fan actor, the fact it's just fun to kind of, you know, make, take jibes at, you know, the friends that are five years into it and they're like oh i'm a chelsea fan like you right. know is they're they're the best but it's cool to hear your stories and know where you come from and where the love the passion comes from so i mean listen one of the one of the, the best and most fun teams to watch in the last 20 years has been chelsea too so you know even though i don't support them i love to to see the way that they come out and play football because yeah, it's and, always good and brooks i think the other thing you could add to that is they're 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 one of the most accomplished clubs over the last 20 years as well. 20 um, years, yeah. And, um, they you know, are the most accomplished English club since no the Abra Roman Abramovich takeover. So that, I mean, no question. Them's the facts. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, unlike other other clubs in, in London, but we won't go that route. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 listen, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I appreciate it. I like it. You know, London needed some, some clubs in London needed a little bit of, of competition. So I'm glad that it was Chelsea to bring that. Um, there's a different blue club that we won't speak of in this, in this podcast, but uh, happy that it's Chelsea that y'all, that y'all to support. Here, here. Sounds good. Here, here, here. <laughs> well, let's, so let's, let's talk Chelsea then since we got, you know, we got, you know, two, two Chelsea fans on the line right now. Let's talk Chelsea, you know, so we know the whole situation, right? Ownership had to sell the club. There was conflict. There was war crimes. There was death. It was very sad. And the club also had to be sold. And that's minor compared to, you know, what was going on in the world. And football, you know, it went on. Some point, U.S.-based consortium headman Todd Bowley buys the club, starts spending money, stupid money. So let's just, I just want to know, like, as, as a Chelsea fan, bro, like, where do you stand on Chelsea currently? ownership the board or lack thereof transfer strategy how yeah. we look in the table coaching players like we'll just let's let's talk about it like how do you feel about all of that stuff let's just start sure. first off ownership and their and their their recruitment approach how do you feel about that yeah and and blaine 100 agree with the way you, you 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 set that up um as far as like football there's there's so many things outside of football that got us here to this point and um, it's it's really important to acknowledge the fact that you know this is we're, this is a sport that we love, but it's it's all kind of stemmed from 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 some not so great things that are happening in the world. So I send my thoughts and prayers and and um, deepest sentiments to everyone in Ukraine that's fighting through. Um, and and um, you know hopefully we we get some good news um, in the next coming months. Um, so with that being said, as far as Chelsea, I am maybe it's it's my inner child but i'm i always have a very very optimistic look at chelsea and and i think that the facts as of right now is kind of justified that optimism right you have todd bowley and his consortium 
with uh, a track record of being able to turn around franchises. That's just a fact, right? He has been he has been able to do that in a different sport for sure, but organizationally, you can see sort of the things that he started to do at Chelsea that makes plenty of sense, right? That baseball strategy of getting recruits young, putting them through their farm system, and then potentially when they have value, either sell them off or plug them right into the first team. So you look at the signings of Cassidy or um, or or the Brazilian wonder kid. You look at Carney Chukwameka, who's actually starting to play first yeah. team football as of right now. Think of Batty Ashil. Think of all of these players that they're that they're picking up and moving into grooming. Essentially, it's a tough word to use, but uh, grooming into being the uh, the next generation of, of of Chelsea starters and superstars. So from from that perspective, I love that, and I love taking advantage of the rules. Eight year contracts, to. right? Amortizing that. To. I mean, I mean, don't that's blame just good us. Don't blame that's us good for business. doing the work. You know what I mean? Yeah, how, that's just good how, how, how hasn't anyone else done that? This is it's in the rules. Why might as well? Um, so I love that. Now, there's been some things I know, like our British uh, counterparts might talk about um, blowing up the existing structure, and and um, and I think that that definitely has had an impact when we look at some of the injuries that we've had. Um, you know, when you when you're getting rid of trainers, people who have histories with players, uh, people that have uh, been a part of a, an existing structure, and you're bringing in new people that have to build rebuild those relationships, might not be able to get that um, intimate connection with the players, which is very important from a from a, a rehab perspective. You might turn, you know, see a. It, there's a higher chance that you'll see more injuries, and so I'm not sure how. Like, I don't know how much blame I could put on them for that. Um, the injuries this season have been wild, so it is point. It is important to point that out. But overall, when we look at this takeover, how they've done, um, the circumstances around the takeover. As far as like sanctions and things like that, and look at Chelsea yeah. where Chelsea is as of right now, I think I think it's an overall positive, and you gotta ha- you have to be you have to commend what they've done at an overall perspective rather than looking at the individual aspects and and, and passing out criticism. So that's my point of view, and uh, be interested to hear how you guys feel about that. Go on then, Brooks. I know uh, I know Brooks has yes. something to say. No, I mean, I mean, I think that I, I, I definitely agree with nearly everything that's been said. I mean, I, the the thing that I think that a lot of fans don't understand is that you 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 hit on it. First of all, Chelsea has been the most successful club in nearly all of Europe, but definitely England uh, in the last twenty years um, since you know they were purchased twenty something years ago. Um, but the 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 big thing that I want to touch on that you kind of touched on a bit is like, yeah, when Roman Abramovich left. Um, there was a shakeup, and that's normal. You know, when you talk about Everton right now, wanted to get uh, Bielsa to coach them, like he brings his entire. St- it's not you're not yeah. just getting a coach, and that's a lot of that's like what a lot of people understand is like the dude's twelve million a year or something, but he brings literally everyone. So when you get him, you get his trainers, his staff, his athletic coaches, his physios, whatever. You get all of this stuff, and I think that for firing or for an entire owner that 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 
you know, spared zero expense for this club for over 20 years, there was going to be some sort of growing pains or hiccups or whatever you want to call it. But when you think about what happened to Man United when just when Alex Ferguson left, just a coach, granted a great coach and was there for a long time. And even the same thing with Arsenal when Arsenal left or when Arsenal left, that's a man, right? It's not a whole ownership structure. It's not blowing up the whole thing. It's, it's a person leaving who's yeah, definitely a legend of the, and and part of the the culture of the club, but this was entire, this was everyone, you know? And so to be where they're at right now, I think that you're right. I'm with you. Like it overall, barring a lot of injuries like an entire first team of injuries um which you know you can back i guess you have to bring that up but i don't really know where the blame lies you know is it a world cup year is it what is it we don't really know right but it does have to be mentioned but overall yeah i mean if you're a chelsea fan i've never had this for any club i support even like I never talk about my PSG story. That's my probably favorite just because South American roots, I liked them before. They were these like hype boys or whatever. But if you're a Chelsea fan, you have to be appreciative for what Todd Bowley's continuing to do. It's kind of like taking the reins from Roman um, and still not afraid to spend money. Probably more in six months than possibly that Roman Abramovich ever spent in six months. I'm not sure, but I'm with you. I think that as a Chelsea, if you're a Chelsea fan, you need to understand there's going to be some growing pains. But these dudes are working through it as quickly as they can. And I wouldn't be surprised if they don't come to finish top six even this year. I know that it's only halfway through the season, which we'll talk about in a minute. But overall, they're making some incredible buys. You're right. They're young. They're going a great direction, which I think kind of Arsenal showed is a really great approach to it. Um, and Chelsea having the money can do it even better because they're not afraid to be like, oh, it's exactly 100 you want for this kid. OK, we got it. You know, they're not going to try to play hardball or whatever. It's like, this is the price. Okay, here, we'll pay this because we want this kid bad. So not a not a better time to be a Chelsea fan, really. It's it's looking good in the future, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what, what more can I say besides, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, you get one billionaire owner replaced with a U.S. consortium, and you look at what happened to Arsenal. You look at what happened to uh, Liverpool. And these clubs, historically speaking, after a U.S. takeover, haven't done as well. So at first you feel fear. Maybe you're a little bit angry. Then man starts shelling out those millions. Oh, Kukorea. Kalido Kulabali. Oh, you want the Ukrainian kid? We'll go get him. Right. Left back from, or right back from Lyon. We need him because Reese James stays in the injury biscuit. We'll put him on loan and bring him back in June. Who else do we need? Baddie Shill, bam. Who else do we need? Oh, you want a French kid that didn't make it to the World Cup but almost has 20 goals in the Bundesliga and Christopher Nguku? Boom. We got him on a contract. Bring him over in June. Like, and I still, I mean, I still think we got, I think there may still be one more transfer this window. Right. A midfielder we desperately need because our, you know, Conte's down bad. But, I mean, to show this kind of investment, I think is really good. You know, the fans are like, okay, like you're not like those other guys. Like you are willing to invest in this team. And like to the point, yeah, he, that's what he does. He makes teams better. And it's not instant. Like he, he, he's looking like he's a manager or an owner, excuse me, or a CEO that understands the process. He understands yeah. how to play the long game, get the guys in young, 
build something. Maybe we don't make Champions League this year. Maybe we don't even make Europe. That's fine. He understands the concept of tanking. It's different, you know, than, you know, where there's a draft, but to still be like tanking in this sense is still being able to go get the big money transfers, put them on uh, sensible contracts and then say, you know, we got, you know, from now until the end of the 20s. So, you know, basically four, six, six more seasons to make you guys come good. And this whole thing's cons- like if we just win a few, tr- like a Champions League and maybe two leagues between now and the end of 2000, like 2030, it would be a success. And it, like That's everything success, would, yeah. yeah, that would be a success. So, yeah, I mean, I also, I, I like what he's doing. I think some of the stuff that he's done has kind of like embarrassed us. Like he's coming in, he's yeah. talking about, <laughs> yo, we should do an all-star game. It's like, yeah, this isn't, you know, like we're not, this isn't a franchise. Like the NBA is a franchise, basically. Major League Soccer is definitely a franchise. Like there's like a collective bargaining. There's no collective bargaining in the Premier. It's every man for himself. Like why would I let my players go play next to your players in a charity match? Like we'll auction off some signed jerseys and we, we'll just we'll just double the payment. Like whatever it takes to not have our players get injured, we'll just write that check, you know? Uh, anyway, I feel like I'm babbling at this point. Let's keep the conversation moving. Um, so I think maybe possibly we wanted to talk about, was it transfers? Was it the rivalry between Arsenal and Chelsea, even though there's really no argument there as of late? I mean, there's an FA Cup for, you know, Arsenal. They might win the league. We're halfway through. I think they got what it takes. But, I mean, where do you guys want to take this conversation? I can't lie. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I forgot in my, in my iPad. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I think that just when I mean, we've I know we've talked about this before in Todd Bowley's funny comments but you know I just think that it's it's just to f- quickly finish that off I don't think that if I was Here a Chelsea yeah, it's fun to make fun Here of him as, as being an Arsenal fan or someone that doesn't support Chelsea but let's look at these other American owners that have come in like never showed face not had really a care in the world about the club not spent right. money not cared about opening their mouth it's it's embarrassing, absolutely, but this guy doesn't know football, right? I mean, he's he's kind of learning it, and he's surrounding himself with the right people. He's bound to say some dumb things here and there, and it wasn't like it was it was like anything offensive. It was just something funny, and you know, you move on from that. But it's part of the growing pains we talk about, right? You just he, he's learning too, he's growing too. So yeah, it's ambition, almost like a Ted really, Lasso moment, you know? Right. It is, and it's almost lovable. <laughs> Okay, so so I know I don't I know we don't want to spend too much time on this, but I have a very interesting perspective on this. And, okay, sure. Um, and because I I I I'm kind of happy that both of you all mentioned that it was embarrassing. I don't think so, and the reason I don't is is I I, I was listening to a quote by someone I can't remember who it was, but um, it was like. If you want to tell how much money someone has, you look at the timelines that they use to discuss things, right? So if someone's like flat broke, he's like, hey, look, I need in two weeks, I need to do this and this so I can have the money to do this, right? You look at at someone that like maybe has his life in order, has like mortgage paid down, something like that. He's probably talking about things in a year's time, right? Uh, but when you talk, when you get to the level of Todd Bowley's, the Bramovich's, the um, Elon Musk, they're talking, their timelines are more on the 10, 15 year 
breakdown, right? Because they know they're going to be fine up until for a, 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 for a, a period of time in the foreseeable future. So they're really trying to build out things out for decades and decades to come. So when Todd Bowley says something like, oh, let's start an all, like, let's get an all-star team going. He's, I think he's looking at things from an innovation perspective. And also, because he's coming from the U.S. market, he understands the value that this all-star sort of, uh, that this all-star setup or framework brings in a sport. Do you? Because I see no value in an all-star setup. Or in but the, he's in- a boss. He is, he is an owner and not a player or a fan. He's an owner. And yeah, but so, I'm asking, what is the what is it then? Oh, absolutely. It's okay to think it. I just don't know revenue. what the, for me, what it, what it would be. Revenue. Revenue. Just take revenue, for instance. Take the NBA All-Star Game. Which that, I'm going to, by the way. Oh, I'm in City I, this year, and we've secured two tickets. <laughs> I, I am not, I am, I am, I am saying this sarcastically. I'm not jealous at all. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you take the All-Star, think about how big the All-Star Week is. All-Star Weekend, man. All-Star Weekend. Holy crap. Everyone flies in. B- biggest NBA. It's bigger than the finals. And if the finals wasn't a series, All-Star right. Weekend. I bet All-Star Week Weekend still makes more money than the finals. Absolutely. Even if you go to seven games. Absolutely. Every single player of note, every single historical player is there. I'm sure there's strip clubs do very well. I'm sure the easy, like easy, everything. Relax, <laughs> <laughs> if you think about like hotels, all these other things, like the, the cities do so well from having a, 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 a the all-star team, it, just the all-star game around from Bro, a revenue mm-hmm. perspective. It's insane. Yimmy, let me cut you off. So let's think back two weeks ago. There was an exhibition game against one Riyadh All Stars and two PSG. That has the term All Star in it. Right. Do we know how much tickets we're going for in that venue? I heard it was close to two mil. Like this is like, I heard that's what I heard. Tickets were going in excess of two two mil. Right. To go to this one off game. Against in, the Riyadh All Stars and PSG, so I mean, I agree with you. The revenue, the revenue is there, and from a culture where an All Star game is important, it would make sense. I feel like there is reluctance in England to go against the grain, where they're like, "Oh yeah, like why do we need an All Star game? Like why would I risk my players to do this or that?" But yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like, it could be a good idea. I mean, that's all I'm gonna say. I like yeah. from that point, I think it's would be a great idea the same way like when we when they brought up the super league like if there wasn't like this permanent status and it wasn't covering up other things and it was like a pay-to-play scheme like mm-hmm. the idea of seeing the best 20 clubs in europe play on a more consistent basis is for me i would say that's as appealing as an all-star like a european all-star game but what right. do i know and, yeah and, yeah and, and that's a great point. And, and I know, Brooks, you, you wanted to get, no, you're good, to get you're a, good. a point in. But so that all-star game or all-star weekend concept is way more favorable than having the uh, Super League, right? So Todd Bowley comes in and goes, oh, crap, no one wants the Super League. Okay, cool. 
How about an all-star game where, okay, let's say they just play kickball around. They're not going full, full speed or whatever, but you have a field then with Bernardo Silva, Erling Holland. Uh, uh, you have, I don't know, Edward Mendy and go, you have N'Golo Conte all playing on the same team against another stacked team. And from the Premier League, isn't that just I Man City versus Chelsea? Absolutely want to watch that. Well, yeah, for sure. But then oh, you have Mo Salah. You, you know what I mean? You 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 yeah. get you get that ability to just see. Holy crap! Look at what this sort of team would look like. Okay, now back to being rivals, and we're about to, we're about to bust you guys up, right? I, I think from that perspective, you know, of, of course, Bournemouth fans and you know Sheffield Wednesday fans don't see their players there, but they already know. Look, okay. My players aren't good enough to be there, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah but I think that that's the point exactly. To the All Star Game. <laughs> yeah, cool. I think that I think that that's the point. Is that I, and I don't think it's like right or wrong. I love hearing your opinion. I think that your opinion is absolutely correct because it would bring in money to specific markets, though. And I think that that's where you know the issue of the Super League League came into play at first. Right? It was a select few clubs, some of which weren't even making Champions League, so they're like, "Let me get this easy money." Um, and I think that that would be sucky for, because I think that, for example, Liverpool, City, Arsenal, Chelsea, they have a, f- a pretty easy time selling out tickets. And if they really wanted to make money, then they would, you know, do something about potentially, I don't know, resellers or, you you know, then uh, we could go on about even, you know, Nike values, their shoes at 130, but on the secondary market, they go for two, three grand. So I think that the, the the bigger issue would be those smaller market clubs that wouldn't have anyone playing, one. Uh, two, no one wants to travel to maybe Bournemouth to see an all-star game if they were to host it. You know, I don't know. Brighton probably, it's like coastal. Um, but I think that it would obviously be incredible to see these things, you know, these teams stack up against each other. I just don't know. Like, the one question I have is, like, when American football, they have one, right? An all-star game? Yeah, MLS All-Stars versus whoever like Bayern Munich or the no the other one the American football yeah so they they have the Pro Bowl and oh yikes yeah Yeah. and that happens every year right before the Super Bowl so it's after the season yes so no one's like hurt or whatever yeah and and this year they're actually going to be playing flag football so they're not actually going to be playing um actual American football and so I would be into something like a futsal or like a five-a-side, like, a, right. like 20, 10 five-a-side teams or something where it's a lot less, you know, you're going le- less at it, you're less prone to injury. I think something like that would kind of be fun. Yeah, and, um, and, but and anyway, the Pro Bowl has done phenomenally well when it comes to selling tickets. It's like fans gives fans the ability to go out and actually see their favorite players, the best players in the league, in a warm weather situation. So they go to, over to Hawaii or Orlando and – they just play fun games. They get to interact. They, the players then become more marketable. And potentially, uh, you, you have another instance that you could use to generate wealth, generate income, as well as put your, your brand and your players in front of other markets. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if we want to spend too much time on this, but like, I think, I think that when you say he has a point, you're in, saying, yeah, I think he, absolutely he has 100%. Cool. I like to hear it. Like so hold on, just 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 to, just to be clear. So, Yimmy, you support an All Star Game format in the Premier League if they could figure out a way to do it right, based off of this conversation. You are one hundred percent in favor. I, 
one hundred percent. I would not even limit it to the Premier League. I would. I well, would yeah, but we're just yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like La Liga could do like any. I mean, well, I mean, not any league technically could do it, but it wouldn't have the same star power. Like in right. in Spain, it would be. I mean, there's a few guys off of other teams, but it would mostly be El Clasico. In Germany, similar. <laughs> I mean, Paris. Right. Like, I mean, the, you know, the, I don't feel like any other league would really have like the diversity. At least it would yeah. be like the top four teams split into like you know merging mm-hmm. in a sense with a few like flyers here and there. Like James Ward Prowse might come off the bench to take a set piece, but. Right. Other than that, <laughs> Southampton will have zero representation. But uh, I, all I can say is, like, I mean, yeah, I, I feel I feel a little bit embarrassed after this conversation now because I said he's saying embarrassing stuff because it's like it's perceived as he's an arrogant, ignorant American bringing American philosophy, playoffs, all this stuff. Yes. But I mean, to be fair, their playoffs will be trash. Uh, like, well, yeah, that would be trust. But to be fair, objectively thinking, like if the Premier League wasn't like if you didn't have to get sign off and it was just like, yo, we're going to pick captains and this will just be like treat it like a training session or a right. scrimmage. No sliding, you know, and like players like maybe you got like, you know, 30 players on the bench. So like players will only play for 30 minutes each and then there's waves. And yeah, I mean, there. I feel like that's actually know. there's a a genuine ar- like you kind of turned me a little bit. I feel like there's a genuine argument to be made, and in the case for Bournemouth, like you know, if you knew, for example, all the All Stars like were going to Bournemouth from Friday to Sunday, and on Friday night they're going to have a charity game, kind of like they already do with some celebrities playing each other. You know, then there was going to be like a skills challenge on Saturday where they're doing like, you know, on FIFA before you play, like you're like shooting for like top Ben or maybe you're doing like like Arondo or like you're doing like all these drills or like like skill based games. Or there's like a like a a, like a crossbar challenge, like the three point challenge and you go from like everywhere around. Like, I think objectively speaking, that would be entertaining if it happened, you know. Like instead of having like an international break or like if you could find like a like some that I feel like that's the problem is finding like a weekend where maybe early on in the FA Cup, if you could find a weekend where you could do this. I mean, it would be I think that would be sufficiently entertaining. I feel like I've been sold. I want to see it now. I've been sold. Oh I'm my on board. Gosh, it doesn't take I'm much, does legit. it? No, I mean, I'm yeah. th- the more the more I think about it, he's making really good points. Because I mean, yes, think about yes, it. Like, I they, agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, but I also think the, 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 the it's sufficiently good for, like you said, big clubs. Aside from an Ivan Tony and maybe a James Ward oh, Prowse, yeah, no right. one from four clubs he, are really going to benefit. Yeah, which which is, I mean, that's, I mean, so nah. in America, in America, like, I mean, well, again, Bournemouth doesn't, or Ivan Tony and Brentford, they don't profit off of the Conference League, the Europa League the champions league but other teams do and there's nothing preventing them from getting there so if there was an all-star game and fans vote like maybe we take the same approach that fans pick a captain and fans pick rosters and then the captains pick the starting lineups i mean there's nothing preventing you know aston villa from having players in there if you have an all-star player for example they're like Every season, there's like one player, like for example, that's really good on a team that's really bad. Like James Ward-Prowse would definitely make someone's all-star team. Uh, right. McAllister from Brighton and uh, the the South American kid is a, 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 a 
yeah, like they would make an all-star team. Like Wilford Zaha would make an all, like all of these, like I think a lot more players than we're actually giving credit to. If we're having like 33-man rosters, those players would make an all-star team and then those teams would get a cut of the revenue share. So I actually think, the more I think about it, it's actually a pretty solid idea because i mean before like chelsea had like a handful of closed door friendlies against Mm -hmm. legitimate clubs so it's like why have a closed door friendly instead i mean you can still have a closed door friendly but let's have an open door showcase and they would make Mm -hmm. stupid money and that would actually be good for brighton like oh yeah now we don't have to sell McAllister because we just got you know 30 mil all, like our revenue share from this all-star game was 30 mil. Like, if it's revenue share, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's how it yeah. would have to work. Cause like in the Even NBA, it's collective bargaining. It. No, nah. That, so, that, I mean, in Norwich, if they ever get, you know, they're never going to benefit from. No, it's not that they never will. Timo, a few years ago, Timo Puki definitely remember like th- maybe three, four seasons ago, yeah, Timo yeah, Puki yeah, yeah. was tearing it up. He would make it so they would get a cut. But I mean, Alexander Mitrovic is another example. Yeah, Fulham. Fulham, yeah, Fulham. Is another example. Yeah, lots of players would get shine. Yeah, like, I mean, the list. Like, there's Ivan Tony. Like, there the list goes on, and it's like, I mean, just think of it this way: like, Brighton don't get a cut of Chelsea's Champions League's proceeds, or even any of their qualification money. So it's like, why would they get money from an All Star game if they don't? It's like, like there's well, it's Premier know. League, so they should not Champions League. Well, right? it would, but it doesn't necessarily have to be Premier League. Like that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you don't have it because, like, I feel like that's the part where maybe there's confusion. Because, like in America, it's like the NFL has the Pro Bowl, the NBA. Mm-hmm. So there is, but like again, these are like corporations, and each team is considered a franchise. Yeah. So it's like all under the same umbrella. We all wear Nike right. uniforms. We all wear Stance socks. Yeah. We all like use this vendor where it's like Premier League, it's like, yeah, if you want to send your player, you can send your player and you will be eligible for that share. But if you don't, it's like, you know, like, like it's not our fault that you don't have an all-star. It's, you know, it's like, but the likelihood is you probably will. Cause most, most lower clubs always have a breakout star every so often that gets sold on for big money. And this would be an opportunity for them to get a little bit more money out of said player before said player leaves. Yeah, and and looks for a better future or a better opportunity to support their family. I think that's what someone said, and I'm like, yeah, like it, it makes sense. And it's like if you can do something to help your club feel better about letting you go on to a better opportunity because you played in an all star game, like start writing contracts differently. Gosh, I'm yeah. a believer now. I'm a believer. Like if I'm, it's like if I'm an all star, so like my release clause like goes down it's by twenty five percent. Yeah, yeah man, but I mean, now you're like negating actually playing. Like Moises Casero is being found. Jack Grealish was found. He they he did bring a record fee for his, you know, how good he is for Aston Villa. And and Moises Casero well, he will did, do the but same. I'm saying I'm saying Aston Villa could have made more money because Jack Grealish would have been an all star. More than hundred million, you think? Just more. I'm just saying, like if they made a okay. hundred million off the sale, and if they made five pence off of him going to the All Star game, I'm just saying that's more money. <laughs> That's all I'm saying is more money. They like for three or four, probably let's be realistic, six seasons before he went to Man City, he would have been a bona fide all-star. Jack Grealish. Like Declan Rice would be in that squad. 
like guys like Jared Bowen would have been like all right. of these types of guys. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Jared. Yeah, Bowen. yeah, yeah. Jared, no, Jared, I'm just Jared, saying Jared, he Jared, he would he would, he could. I'm just saying he would have been like a like he could have been like a third or fourth uh, yeah, option yeah. coming off the right. bench late in the game. But he would still like the same way like a rookie is considered like you get you go to the All Star game. You're not the All Star, but you are there. Right. In that game, because obviously the the real the, the the superstars don't play the whole game, but you know you would get a shake, and for your you know for the shake that you give, you know okay, West Ham just you know they just made fifteen million off of this appearance, and you guys played like a total of twenty minutes, and right. that's just that's fifteen yeah. million they didn't have before, and what are they out? Nothing. I just wonder, I think that that's what friendlies are for. And that's, I think that they make so much money more in like, a, for, for example, Chelsea, when they come to the States, I wonder how much more money, you know, that, that brings in a ton of money for these people that's, that'll never that's gonna go sen- to England that, that don't care. Yeah, that's essentially an all-star game. So that like, yeah, think of that. Yeah. Think of an exhibition in America, but instead each club gets this in a player. Because guess what? Brighton doesn't make any money off of friendlies. They don't, like when Arsenal and Chelsea played in Florida this summer, Brighton didn't get any cut from that. Neither did Norwich. Neither did Aston Villa. Like, so if, but if there was an all-star game, they potentially could because no one's excluded. It's not like an exhibition. Yeah, where like, they can get a, they can schedule a friendly. No one's going, sure. you know, no, no yeah, one's, yeah. no yeah. one's going to an Aston Villa friendly against Northern hey, Birds. You never know. Town. You never know. Yeah, those yeah. guys, those, I mean, uh, those Villa fans. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't, they, don't discredit the Villa fans. Well, okay, they might go, but it's not going to make a difference. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, it it's it's like like summer league in the NBA or a season or a preseason game. Like exactly. when the Lakers have a preseason game, they're like that revenue doesn't even compare to their season opener. So if sure. you think Aston Villa would make more money in a friend like a preseason friendly versus if they sent Jack Grealish to the All Star game, I mean, I. The economic economically, it's a this is a good idea. I am a believer, and everyone could make money, but again, it's not so, a charity. So you, it's not yeah, you yeah. know, it's not a charity because if we look at it the same, we look at an exhibition or a or a tour in China or a tour in North America. It's like smaller clubs don't get to participate. It's like it's not that they can't afford to charter a jet and come over here and play, but it's like if like realistically, like if Everton came over here and said, "Yo, we're in we're in Philadelphia." And we're going to be playing, you know, the Philadelphia Union. Union. Yeah, that game might not like. For example, I know Man U and Inter and a bunch of other clubs come to RSL about once a season and do an exhibition against RSL. And those games do really well because not because of RSL because we see them all season. It's because oh, Man U is here. We want to see Man U play, and they're all stars only play the first 30 minutes of the game and then they walk off but everyone was still well willing to pay to come see those all-stars play so that's a that's essentially the same thing but i mean not as great for the fans like no one's gonna fly in to see that but if it was like oh yeah like all the all-stars from the premier league are gonna be in my in philadelphia this weekend which i mean i'm not advocating for an all-star game in philly but if that were the case it's like anyone that cares about football stateside (laughs) they would all come to philly because they're like yeah man like this is going to be a party like we're going to be here all week and we get to see all these events we get to be around we get to go to see training sessions and it's not just training sessions for like jack Grealish and you know 10 other guys that you don't care about in Villa. it's oh man it yeah i'm I'm sold brooks I, i hate that you hate it but i'm sold 
I am well, listen, the thing is, we can't have three people on the same podcast all agreeing. That conversation would have gone nowhere, yeah. you know? So, you know, <laughs> so we have to have some sort of devil's advocate. 100%. And the second thing... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jimmy. No, I, I was agreeing with you uh, 100% oh. on that. But also, so, so just to touch on your, like, um, em- embarrassing comments, Blaine, I think that what was mostly embarrassing, and I, I, I mean, as an American, Argentine, Spanish, whatever, like, I'm American, I have roots, you know? Top Bowley being an American owner and saying that Chelsea's youth club raised the likes of Mo Salah, Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that yeah. was embarrassing. That, <laughs> yeah, that know, was embarrassing. So. Yeah, that that was. Yeah, I mean, he did say yeah. plenty of embarrassing stuff, and will and will continue to say more embarrassing stuff. That's a fact. Yeah. Okay, but he's not afraid to speak and to stand up, and that's cool. You know, and he puts For his sure. money where his mouth is. Puts his money. He puts a lot of money out there. Yeah, yeah, a, a lot, a lot of money, which you know, it is what. So it that is. was a lot of all star chatter. That was like Yo. 25, 30 minutes on the all star. Beautiful conversation. I love it. We got the yeah, London yeah, really all stars. We got the London all stars, man. I can see it now. Oh, it's it would amazing. be cool like that if you if you break it up by like is the London ones. This is the you know. Midlands, this yeah. is, yeah, I don't know, that there, there could be a way that that would yeah. be fun. Yeah, um, I mean, but anyway. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 100%. North, South, East, West, I don't know, just break it up. Tournament style, two games, right? You you get more representation, 30, 30 players per team, right? Now, yeah. now, now, if you set it up in quadrants or something like that, or just like, um, Kind of like how the All Star Game is going now, where you have two, like four captains, captains. they all pick, yeah. rotate. Right now, now you have a lot more slots for representation. So now the chances of of uh, Brighton getting a couple of players in, the chances of Fulham getting a couple of players in, right? Those all go up, which potentially then means more money for everyone else. And I love the the point that Blaine was making, where okay, I can now write in the contract. Uh, okay, I, I got this kid from South America. If you make one of these, here's a couple more incentives. Or yeah. if you make one of these, your release clause is this, and now you can ask for whatever buying club, you can ask for this much money from them because, hey, look, I made an all-star, right? When you talk oh. about, you look at football, American football, they, they, they say, yeah, this guy's does this guy deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Well, let's look at his career. 15 all-star game appearances, right? That adds a secondary level of accolades to your name, which then could be leveraged for other things in your career as well. I think it's a good idea, but maybe that's just. And the last thing, yeah, bro, we 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 on all star. I'm starting the campaign. (laughs) So 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 the last thing I'm gonna say, uh, just because you know, can't again, but. I think that there's so we've talked about at least on this channel, like what the heck is the is the Nations League? It was nothing. It was a friendly tournament. Now it's like a recognized FIFA tournament. Like I just feel like that would be another if we make it, especially if you make the All Star Game, like a format. Now, now it's like, well, now where does this fall into the? Is it recognized? Is it? I don't know. There's just a lot of logistical things that I guess would have to be semantics, worked out. Semantics, semantics. We'll yeah, figure yeah, all yeah, that yeah, when yeah, we yeah. get to that. <laughs> All right, what's up? What's next? Um, legitimately, I feel like I mean between that, I mean I feel like we kind of we talked a lot about uh you know the spending. Let's just talk about, I mean, 
I we could just we could wrap up and say where do we think Chelsea's going to pan out this season? Uh, you know, is is their future bright? And then I guess we could speculate about, you know, yeah, a little so, bit about yeah, because I want to, I do want to get the both of you's the both both of y'all's opinions on Graham Potter because uh, what 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 Brighton has going right now is amazing, and it's you know essentially. A lot of it is thanks to Graham Potter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brighton is what in? Are they in sixth right now? I think they're in sixth place right now. Obviously, we can't take anything away from Deserbi. Is that his name? Yeah, uh, their Deserbi. Italian coach right now, who's yeah. continuing to to get results with them. Um, Brighton last couple of years, they've always you guys have brought this up. Uh, had some great players that they've ended up selling on, making some money, and they continue to develop and they continue to kind of impress in the Premier League. So, obviously, Graham Potter did great work with. Brighton, but I am interested in this day and age, and especially from fans of a club who, if the owner doesn't matter if he's a legend in Frank Lampard, if you're not getting results week in and week out, you're gone. So, what do you think? Because now it's kind of getting like fashionable to kind of like, okay, we'll we'll hold on a bit to Mikel Arteta and see if he can bring us something. So, what do you think? Should they hold on to him? Is he gonna is he gonna come good? What's 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 up with Graham Potter? Um, yeah, I can I can start on this. Uh, so here's here's the thing, right? We have new ownership, and this is a plant from the new ownership. This is not someone that they inherited. They got rid of Thomas Tuchel, right? They have a plan. They have goals, and again, we're talking about five, ten year goals rather than the immediate goals, and so. What Chelsea fans are really used to right now is Chelsea being top four minimum, right? Okay, one off year, but then everybody goes. Maybe we have two good years, but the manager's now starting to gain a little bit of a, of a big head. Get him out of here, right? That's what Chelsea is used to, that Chelsea fans are used to. This new ownership is playing the long game. And what that means is they're going to stick with their guy. And I believe that that is the right choice. Graham Potter has been, his track record speaks for itself. He's able to get subpar players playing well defensively, and he's able to build out a structure that can potentially win and beat the odds. So when we're talking about Chelsea and their team right now, their best players are out. I mean, I think Chelsea's best player is Reese James, and if you look at there we there go. You go. There I agree. we go. He is he is he's he's probably I think I think he's one of the, the, the best players in all of England. And if you look at Chelsea with and without Reese James, it's like the difference between uh I don't know, Manchester City and Bournemouth. It's that bad. I mean you have you have someone that's your best defender outside of, let's say, Thiago Silva, and your best offensive player. You can player, still get it. Right. And so, and so, yeah, of course they're going to stink when they lose their uh, 10 of their best 11 players. Of course they're going to stink. But what you see from Grant Potter is he's not afraid to make changes. He's not afraid to, to, um, to get a team and, uh, and put them in a position – and in, in, I, I think the best possible position based on what they're on where they are. So um, the only real concerns that I have with with Grand Potter is offensively. 
Um, he yeah, in Brighton when he was in Swansea, Swansea as well. Um, he's always had a lack of offensive output with his teams. Um, they do okay. I mean, it's 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 they like Brighton scored some goals, but if you look at even when when it was at Brighton, Brighton, it was a lot of trouble scoring goals, and that's what Chelsea's issue was as well with under Tuchel under Lampard. They could play. They played great defense, but just not much output going forward. So, I'm curious to see how he's going to address that. They've brought in. They, I mean, bringing in Nkunku, Modric, Noni Madueke, um, Noni uh, Fafana, right, and, and potentially getting even more players in. Right, you talk about a midfield player that can get in the box and score goals with, you know, uh, Enzo Fernandez. Um, we'll see how he handles the Mason Mount. What 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 does he play? Is he a winger? Is he a yeah. number ten? Is he a number he eight? Can, right. Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, I think I think we should. I think that everyone in the Prem should be very concerned about Chelsea moving forward once they get things rolling. Once people become healthier, and um, yeah, really looking forward to the future of this team. From my perspective, I don't have <clears> – I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't watch Graham Parter a whole lot when he played at Everton or or, at, uh, or when he coached um, Brighton Hove. I know he took Tyreek Lamptey off of us. That's how you know he's smart. I think we're stupid for letting Tyreek <laughs> Lamptey go. Okay. And I, there's not much I can add to what Yimmy said, right? Best yeah, players yeah, are consistently yeah. injured. Maybe chalk that up to bad medical staff that aren't getting their bearings. But if we can get people healthy, get a full preseason under GP, there's nothing that indicates that we wouldn't. I think, Brooks, I think I was telling you this off camera. There's nothing that indicates to me that we will not see success in the future. Like, all the pieces are there. Yeah. Like, Liverpool struggling, they don't have money, right? Man City... <laughs> are apparently bored of winning. Well, maybe they'll figure that out. Who knows? Also, I mean, there's only so much longer Pep's going to stick around if they don't win a Champions League. And I don't mm-hmm. see Man City winning a Champions League, if I'm being perfectly honest with you people. Okay, that leaves Chelsea. You look at Dave Roberts, what he's done as the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's remarkable. I don't know if Graham Potter is the equivalent to Dave Roberts, but I know there is an equivalent. And if it's not Graham Potter, I know we will find that manager. And I know we will back that manager. And I know, like, like whether it's Graham Potter or not, I know Chelsea will be successful within the next five years. They will be in contention for titles. They will be in contention for trophies. And they'll also continue to attract and be in contention for the best players around the world. So, you know... Again, point, I don't love Graham Potter. I don't know much. I mean, I know he was did great things at Brighton. It's not like I watched him. I don't know what his philosophy is. I've yet to really see a real philosophy under him. But also, we've been kind of, you know, jammed yeah. up ever since he came aboard. So I would, like me personally, I'm like, don't f- give him at least a full two seasons to see if he can yeah. come good. 
And I don't see why, like, there's nothing that says that he won't do that or that he's not capable. And Grant, he's never been to a Champions League game before he went to a Champions League game with us. (laughs) Stuff like that makes me laugh. But at the same time, it's like that same level of fairness. It's like, yeah, like, I don't know what I'm getting into. So I'm just going to put my best team forward. And, you know, I mean, this, this is my this is my hot take for the day. Chelsea are out of every competition this year except for Champions League. And I see no reason why they couldn't make a late run if they can get through um mm-hmm. the, the like the 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 round in february yeah. and we get our all our players firing I, I see no reason why we couldn't win the champions league this season that's how good our squad is and can be in my opinion like bomb the season yeah. only play reese and ben Shilwell in the champions league i feel like we could that's that's how i feel if i'm being i'm just yeah. being real hey look I, that's that's then- how i feel and then there's a there's I don't know, probably one of the greatest players when you talk about a single Champions League run in the history of the Champions League in N'Golo Kante, where he essentially played I don't know eight games Bruh. and won eight straight. Man, the match. what are we talking like? Like he's this player has not played all season. Yeah. This player yeah. has not been playing. He's widely considered one of the best defensive midfielders in Premier Premier League history and he's not on the field and we're going to sit here and say fire the head coach or we say like it doesn't make any sense like this yeah, bro. this has been a jammed up team jammed like, exactly up. how you put it jammed, jammed up. up i mean jammed up. you you talk about Kukurea got hurt for a bit then you're playing Harvey Vale who is a left-footed 18-year-old midfielder and he, did he, he did the best he could. He did the best he could. What what are we talking? We're talking about yeah. like Harney Chukwameka, like my Nigerian brother. I love you, my guy. But he's like what nineteen years yeah, old. Yeah, he's a boy. He's still a boy. Right? What are we talking about? And he wasn't even playing for Villa. He wasn't even playing. And right, he, now you got to come on and put on the, the big boy shirt. Lineup, yeah, come on, come on. You can't you can't look at Grant Potter and then go, yeah, he's got to be out. Oh, we lost to Fulham. Because Joao Felix, who was having an amazing game, lost his Bro, head. I forgot about my brother Joao. I forgot like, about my brother it, Joao. It's it, it like the the. But I think the issue. I think what it, I, I would say this point is because and I know someone mentioned this earlier. Because British fans are not really used to seeing Chelsea bad or like seeing like a big club like that be subpar. It's um. It's very jarring, and they want change. And they like, okay, send everybody out. But if you look at like the NFL, for instance, I'm a Bengals fan, right? Yeesh. And the Bengals Yeesh. have been trash all ever since I was a Bengals fan. I mean, but this garbage. their year, right? This is it, it's right? Their year right it. now. But think I'm about all those right years of absolute horrible Andy Dalton, uh, uh, uh John Kitna playing. You know what I mean? And and ultimately getting up to a point where you've brought in new coaching staff, new training staff, new players that were signed over a period of time, a new quarterback. That's sort of what Chelsea is doing right now. And they're only 10th. Like they're rebuilding in their 10th with yeah. injuries out the wazoo. I think this is, I think you give them a shot. You let them, you let them play. You're already starting to see that, okay, they've moved away from the back five. They're in the back four now. They're looking sturdier. Badia Shield is looking like a bona fide starter, which is He's amazing. He's a bona fide starter. I love him. 
and 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 so we'll see we we we'll see what happens with goalie we'll see what happens with midfield but we we essentially have our starting uh strikers and and attack it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a fun ride man kill all the noise let's get into it give me your give me your best give me your idea Chelsea starting lineup for the 2023-2024 season. Yes. Give it to me right now. Okay. Give it to okay. me. So, I I understand sensibly I understand and realistically. So you yeah. yeah, sensibly based off, you know, imagining we buy a few players in the summer, you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna call a flag on the play if I feel like you, you know, embellishing our opportunity here, but give it to me. Okay. So, I say we'll we'll do a back four because that's what we've been playing over the last uh, uh, over over the last I don't know couple of weeks or so. So, in goal, I'm sorry to say this, Kepa out. I want Edward Mendy. Edward Mendy is going to regain his form. I know he's not very good with his feet, but we will. He um I, I think with the with the with the team around him, with Thiago Silva, you know, we'll we'll make that happen. So Edward Mendy in goal. Okay. Um, Reece James right back, best right back in the history of football. Just kidding. Uh, best right back in the league. Best right back in Europe. Um, Thiago Silva for now, but it's going to be replaced by uh, Wesley Fofana. Badia Shield in partnership. Left-footed center back. Right, uh, left back, Ben Chilwell. That's his sort of natural position. He tends Chilly to B. play very well in that. And um, they do a really good job of sliding to a back three and letting either one of those right backs go forward. So I really love that. Um, okay. Midfield. We'll go with a midfield three, but we can also go with a, a midfield pivot, double pivot and, and, and get some players forward, but we'll do three. Um, N'Golo Kante, Enzo Fernandez, and Mateo Kovacic, or, or, or Mason Mount, and I so so and, and I'll, I'll I'll talk maybe a, a couple of, of seconds about that. I think Mason Mount. You look at him when he played very well in with the England squad. He was playing sort of in that number eight position where it was Declan Rice as a as a six, and mm-hmm. it was Mason Mount and um, and Jude Bellingham um, running in the middle. I think that that's his ideal position. He needs to regain some form as well. But playing him up top, he just doesn't have the movement and the directness that you would want from an, an attacker. So I would say yeah. you have him play deeper. So if he's playing deeper, I would go with him. I would go with Mount, Enzo, and Ngolo. And then top front three, Modric, 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 Modric. Oh, my God. This guy is going to tear it up. I'm calling it right now. He's going to tear it up. Um, I'm 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 anticipating, you know, 15 goals a season type of player with like 10, you know, 10 to 12 assists. I think he is that kind of guy. He's that kind of work ethic, and um and uh and and he wants it. He's got neck tats, so you know he's a baller. Um, so, uh, and then, and then you have, okay, striker. This is where, this is where I'm torn. Okay. We'll do the other side. The other side is either Sterling or Nani. I'm, 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 I want to, I'm so excited to see what Nani can do. 
100%. I've, that's another one of my Nigerian brothers. I want to see what he can do. Yeah. Am I allowed uh, to say he's my Nigerian brother too? Can no, I say you that? Can go for it. We're all that's Nigerian my, brothers. Brooks yo, that's my Nigerian too. brother. <laughs> um, and then striker, this is where I'm torn. Okay. Um, but I'm going to call it. I'm going to say Nkunku, and we'll see if he can actually play up top by himself. Um, there's Joao Felix that can play, of course, on left or right. There's uh, there's Kai Havertz that hopefully can play in a 10 role. We'll see how that works. Um, or, or with two up top. But I, I'm really interested in seeing... Uh, Nkunku play up top because historically at Leipzig he's been coming in he's been bombing in from midfield um and then once he started scoring a ton of goals he got sort of moved up moved up forward um yeah he, had, he was doing very well but I don't know if that's his natural position um so especially with Chelsea's lack of of goal scoring over the last two or three years I'm not sure if we need to bring in like a top bona fide striker but i think for now that's that's going to be my starting 11 and uh, i know i rambled a bit so let's just recap goal um edward mendy uh defenses reese james uh fafana batty shield and um uh, chilwell midfield would be i'll go with uh conte enzo and mount left is uh modric Modric, uh, right is uh, Noni, and up top, Nkunku. It's a beautiful lineup. That's a beautiful lineup. Like, I'm, I'm sitting here. I took notes. I'm looking at your lineup, brother. I'm looking at it, and I'm trying to think, what would I do differently? And honestly, like, Mindy and Goal, sure. No problem. I feel like the – and this is where it gets tricky for me. So, like, the back line looks good. Like, Silva signed a – you know, uh, an extension, keep him around. He He's one of the yeah. best defenders in the league, like top three. Him and the French boy, I think they play so well together because he's fluent in French he's, and yeah, he'd just be, t- he'd be talking that French to him all game. <laughs> See if he play. I can't, I don't know. How, he, he's, he's speaking, you know, because I, I, I looked at it. I'm like, I'm like, bro's really balling out and he's like running for Tiago and I'm like, he, 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 I don't think he speaks English. Does he speak English? And I'm like, well, he was the captain of PSG on the other side. So I'm like, he doesn't need to speak English. He got a yeah. father figure that's speaking to him in his native language with a Brazilian <laughs> yeah. dialect. You know what I mean? So the, ba- <laughs> the back line looks solid. If we got Enzo Fernandez, that's solid. Mason Mount playing on the other side. So it's the Conte part where I'm like, okay, yeah, he's been our best player for uh, one of our best players and the best player definitely in our Champions League run. Like yeah. man of the match performance, but he should he should, I don't know if he got player of the tournament, but I don't know what he's going to look like coming back. And I'm a big advocate for Declan Rice, so I'm saying if Conte can't recover, and there's rumors that you could get Declan Rice for about seventy five to eighty. I know the tax that the British tax is real, but if we got enough money and we could get Enzo Emma man Declan, that's the only difference I'm making. If Conte can't come back good, Enzo. Declan Mason Mount in the midfield, and then I mean, as far as talent goes, in Cuckoo, he got he got to play that false nine 
Mudrik doing his thing. I mean, I've only seen one highlight in one game. I'm talking about Champions League against Celtic and then him playing against Liverpool. That's what I'm all my, you know, that's all I'm going off of. Let him play on the left. And then I, I love, like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm already a fan of Nani. I've never seen him play a game a day in my life. <laughs> I've just been watching the interviews and reading the tabloids. And I'm like, bro, I'm a fan. Right. I, I'm getting your jersey already. I know nothing about you. I'm getting your jersey in the 2023-24. So I'd like to see him also be given a, a substantial amount of time to make that right flank his own. And, and and leave it at that. Like, don't, you know, give him, give him like a run of 10, 15 games and let's see what can happen. And, you know, and that's 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 my only, that's all I'm adding to it is basically Declan Rice in the event that Conte can't come back and be that same powerhouse, that that workhorse, that that little make runs last minute and score crazy goals, make last ditch efforts before they penetrate the back line, take a yellow card if it's necessary, like just all around team player, world, world warrior. But, you know, if he can't come back, go get Declan. I'm sure there's better players. I'm also just a fan of Declan. So go go, go yeah. get Dex, and that's all I can really say. Yeah, Brooks, before you jump in, I, I wanted to say as well, I am a fan of Declan Rice. However, um, I don't know. I don't know if having, if, if Declan Rice is worth the price, number one. Ooh. I said the same thing as you a couple weeks ago. Blaine had the same reaction. Yeah, he's not. (laughs) He he's not worth the price, but it's not my money. And you know, if like he's like he like he's he's he is a man for the job, but that job, that role, and that man is not an eighty million job. You know, it's like. 80 million is for an attacking player that makes contributions in the form of assist, 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 or in product finishing. A guy that's screening for the back line and occasionally making a run up or getting a ball, a good pass in. Like you're one of the best in your position, but you're not worth 80K. And you'll never live up to that price tag. You'll never, you'll never, like, it's just like the role's not sexy enough to live up to that price tag. So, so how about this then? Like, we think about this. Is it then worth trying to get a small, a a a less expensive player in that number six position, and then making a bigger splash for someone like Jude Bellingham? Bruh. It's my yes. boy. Yes. We love Jude. I- Bro, I, I I didn't say Jude because I think that's I think that's do I think that's too much. I mean, our ambitions are high, but listen, as as Jude's personal advisor, I'm advising him to go to Man City <laughs> or Real Madrid. I no am advising. Way. That's my, that's my advice to him. Go 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 somewhere where you know you will be cemented as one of the greats in history. Go 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 do it big. But if you want to come play for Chelsea. Please do. I, I just, I don't know that I would encourage, like, as a fan of Jude Bellingham as a person, I'm like, yeah, like, you're going to win here. The road might be bumpy in the beginning, but I feel like you deserve, like, I, I this is how highly I regard him. I feel like you deserve to walk into a team and start winning. Like, you, you did your prohibition at Borussia Dortmund. Now you deserve to walk into a team where you're going to be contending from day one. That's all I can say. Yeah. So so here's here's I, I would, we'll uh, we'll uh, jump in at, I, and and I feel bad Brooks so um, no, 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 this is the last point um, I, I I understand that 
But think about the type of player that Jude Bellingham is. Do you genuinely believe that he's going to want to go to Manchester City that's already been winning championships, already been or already been winning the league, already or like Real Madrid, and just be a part of an all-star team? Or would you believe that he wants to... Because look at the way he plays, the way he talks, the way the way he's, he's so leader. defiant when it comes to he's like he literally gets it gets gets in front of the cameras and says, Yeah, you know, when you give a game like this of this magnitude to a referee that has match fixed before, but like think about the guts that he has to say that, right? That's not the type of player that's gonna say, All right, I'm just gonna sit the bench like Calvin Phillips. And win the and win the league. No, like he's, well, he's not sitting play. on the bench. He's not sitting on the bench, though. But he's I'm, gonna I'm play. Saying, but I understand. But like, he's not going to be content going to a team that's already been winning. I think that as young as he is, he's gonna want to go to a team, contend, fight, try to try to be a part of like uh, this like defiant air that he he sort of walks around with. And then after that, he takes the Eden Hazard route, and then all right, now I want to go play at the Galacticos after, after he's established. Much. Yes, bro. Let's let's pray. Let's pray. I hope I hope you're right. I would love I would love it. I would love if that were were the case, and let's hope it is. But let me let me offer one more alternative in the event that that doesn't happen. And okay. it, say Enzo Fernandez is our last, and then and then you know, Bowley's like the purse is sealed up. Mm-hmm. Reese James when he was at. Um, was did he go on? I think did he go on loan to was it Reading, or it was, was uh, or was it Derby? It was or was no? It was Reading. Yeah, I believe it was Derby. Was, yeah, he went to Derby. Okay, wherever he went, there was a point where he was playing CDM. He wasn't playing right back. He w- he was playing in the midfield defensively. Mm-hmm. That's how much I believe in this guy. So that the guy we just signed from Leon and sent back to play right back. If he's as big as they say he is, 30, 35 mil. Maybe he's now right back. James can play James. in the midfield. Yeah. He could do the job. He, he Oh, 100%. He can he do whatever striker. he wants. He yeah, I was going to say, he yeah, can yeah. do Reece whatever can he striker, wants. Striker, goalie, he can Yo, play anything. I'm telling right. you, he is, the, he is the best player at Chelsea by far. I, if, he, if, if, if Coach wants to play him at CM, CDM, right back, left back, Go ahead. Listen, as long as he's on it the doesn't field, matter. It, yeah, exactly. That's how that's how big he is. All right, I'm getting chills now. All right, Brooks, what you got to yeah. say about all of this? <laughs> we talk, we're, <laughs> nothing, getting, nothing, nothing. we're having fun now. The only thing that that I think that I will say, obviously, I'm not as invested to like actually care about who starts 23, 24 for Chelsea. Sure, but the thing that did I will say about kind of like what, what has been talked about is in the Graham Potter thing is like you, you all brought up a really good point where Chelsea is on a different, on a different level right now. They are a different club than the one that was owned uh, just a year ago. Um, and I like, I do like the direction they're going in. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, like Chelsea in the past with the Abramovich money bought proven players. They bought ready-made stars that could just fit in and either score goals or stop goals or, create or whatever now the philosophy is a bit different so i hope that they do stick with grand potter and to blaine's point yeah if if he's not the man which kind of looking like he he probably is then they will go find him but he's got a big task on at hand because not only does he have this squad already and it's an injured squad but they're buying like 20 dudes uh 20 <laughs> 20 players a, a transfer window right. so he's got a lot to sift through and to work through um and then on top of that i don't think this will happen 
because it's Chelsea and it's Todd Bowley and I think that there's a way for a way a ways to go until this happens but you're kind of we're seeing it a little bit with Man United it happened with Arsenal if they don't get back to where Chelsea should be and will be in a season let's face it they do then face the the fear of maybe people saying "Ooh, Chelsea's still not in Champions League I don't really want to I don't want to go there it's not you know looking like that's not going to happen. You know, we, we had, a, you know, Eric Ten Hag out there and he had issues bringing Ericsson in. You know, it was kind of like down to the wire where he wanted to meet up with his old coach at Man United. It was like, dude, what? You know, Anthony kind of was the same thing till he was bought for, you know, near 90 million. So I don't think that's going to happen with Chelsea. So I just wanted to throw that in there. I think that that they'll fix that before the what happened to Man U and Arsenal happens. They're, they're in good Where hands. you fall out of, the, like, you're no longer relevant because you haven't played in Europe for so long to where you got to, like, pay yeah. extra on top of that just to get people to, like, yeah. get. Because it's right. not like this was, like, no an off ambition. year and we're back. It's like, yeah, like, we're just cruising at seven and eight. Which, exactly. I mean, yeah. I guess those are the optics. But, the, I mean, it, that's whatever people see and hear, that's what's real. It's like. It's like, oh no, like yeah, actually, yeah, they, one, if it happens, it's one season for you. Yeah. I think. If you're not top six this season, I think it's only for this season and you're back up to top four for who knows how long. Yeah. I, I think it's a one off season. And I do think, I mean, to Yemi's point, it's only it's only halfway through their 10th. 10th isn't bottom of the barrel. Like they can still make it. I mean, the, the race for top four is pretty congested in those, you know, top six teams. But Chelsea can can sneak up into, yeah, but, but into some European really, places. Do we really believe that Arsenal is going to actually do something here? This is what yeah, I wanted that, to talk I about. So let's talk about okay. it then. What you got, Yemi? Can Arsenal do it? Absolutely not. No, they're the Jeez. baby brother. They will always be the Shots baby brother. Fired. They will. They will. They, I, I listen. I am a big fan. We talk about my Nigerian brothers, Bukayo Saka. Um. What he's doing God's is, child. is 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 Starboy. Nothing more God's child is than incredible. I mean, you watch that game against Manchester United, and every time he touched the ball, you're you're as a Chelsea fan, like I'm like excited to 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 um I'm excited to see Arsenal lose, but every time he touched the ball, I'm like, oh just, just like and it it just he, he he gives you the feels, and I like I sort of liken it to the some of the times where where I was watching Chelsea, and I'm like, okay, stop it, just pass it to Hazard, just give him the ball, right? Give the man, and, yeah. And and I I I love I love the way that they're playing. You look at players that might have been written off before, like Xhaka, yeah. um, Thomas Partey, who was on the couldn't stay healthy. Uh, uh, list right um even even players like i don't know um even players like uh like saliba who i thought okay this is not your time you can't play right maybe really? you, you need to you like you need to maybe have a little bit more experience in the french league um they're playing fantastic they're playing well but it's still arsenal it's still arsenal so you've been I, I try to stay respectful as often as I can, but you've been making too many digs at Arsenal for this whole time. Like let's just bring up the fact that Arteta alone is six one and two. So 
Uh, Chelsea can't beat Arsenal when Arteta's at the helm, first of all. Second of all, Arsenal have made more We've... trophies and have beat Chelsea more times. So I'm just saying this. Like, he's brought it up. I'm not going to let it I can let it no, slide let... a number of times, but when he calls him the little brother, it's got to stop because Chelsea's no. only really been in the picture for the last 25 years. Let's relax. No, bro, Honestly. listen, 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 listen. This is, let me say, how I see things. <laughs> Like when we're talking, when we're talking big bros, little bros, like there's, there's a, there's, there's a moving scale. I didn't bring up big brother, little brother. Let's keep all that. All, let's all keep I'm that. Saying, let's keep that in check. All I'm saying is there's, there's a moving scale and it's always like, there this is, is how I feel. It's is. always convenient to be like, oh yeah. Like my team was a dynasty back then. Like, I feel like we got to just look at things recently and that was, a, I'll, I'll say it. That was disrespectful to call you guys the baby brother. You know what I mean? But... <laughs> He Am I wrong though? He has a, he he does have a point, Brooks. I mean, we've never been invincible, but it's like it's like what have you done in the last decade? We just got to look at this thing, you know, in a vacuum. We're not talking about you know a, a lifetime achievement awards. This is not. Oh, I the don't Grammys. know what you're talking yeah. about. So that's why we got to bring this up. That's it's why the Japs have been coming. They've been coming. They've been coming. And now I got you on the ropes. It's recent. Let's just go. I, I will respond to that. I will respond to that. If, if we're talking about the Invincibles, we're talking about legendary players. Of course, Arsenal's in that conversation. Of course, this is like we can't do that. Of course, 100. percent But like, if we if we honestly Think about this. Over the last 10 years, like Arsenal making the Champions League. Is it's just funny when you bring up recent. 10 years ain't recent. What phone were you using 10 years ago? So recent is what? iPhone 3 g 10 years? Really? Recent? 3 g okay, okay. what, 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 What's the timeline you've been yeah. like, Brooks? Please tell me. What no, timeline? I'm, just, I'm, at, I'm not the one that's bringing this up. So 3GS. I'm just going to keep defending because I'm being yeah. attacked by two blues I right don't now. think you're being attacked. I think <laughs> I think that I'm just... If you feel attacked for us spitting the facts, then maybe. But um, no, but but I, I think you have a good point. You have a good point. Arteta's been doing very well. And I... And I can I can admit to that, and and I can I can as much as I hated it, I thought that Arsenal played so well against Manchester United. I thought that Arsenal in big games have been stepping up, scoring goals late. They've been they've been that's the difference. The most Even during the last team. run of Arsene Wenger's yes. era, Arsenal was not winning, stepping up in big games. Yes. Manchester United, just the thought of Manchester United would scare them. Just the thought of Chelsea and they would go down 5-1 before the the half even, you know, ended. Right. So, yeah, I like what they're doing currently, and that's why I hope that they continue with Grand Potter Chelsea um because I think that Chelsea can or Grand Potter can be that Arsenal now or for for Chelsea. Now, let me just say yes, obviously I've said this at least four times in this podcast. For the last 20 years, there has been no one more successful in world football aside from Real Madrid right. than Chelsea. No, for and sure. they have to they have to have the respect, they have to have the credit, they have to have the, the recognition. They've been incredible. Yeah. So and is, again, like this is the point. Great. And and I, I agree with you 100 percent And like this isn't well, obviously it's not contentious. Um, no, I'm bro, joking. I'm we, joking. I'm we joking, know each other a long time, but my point is, my point is, it's not that it's not that Arsenal isn't playing well right now. It's not that we can all see that they're at the top of the league. They've been at the top of the league for for uh, a number of weeks now. Um, they have been very consistent. They don't give up that many goals, and they are putting the ball in the back of the net. That's exactly what you want. My point is with the young players. 
consistency over a, a larger period of time with multiple competitions, is that something that we believe as of right now that we can see them do? And that's a tough question so, to answer. And so, it, it, because we, we don't know, we, and we all we can do is we can try to project what we've seen in the past over to the future, and based off of that, right, with the current players, you know, is that something that's going to happen? Is Granite Shaka going to get a red card in a big game? Right? Is uh, I don't know Aaron Ramsdale going to make a critical mistake? in a big game, right? It, like these sorts of things are questions that we should ask. And I don't think it's a jab on Arsenal to say, because at the end of the day, if no, you were, I don't think it is either. I know. It, I don't think that at all. Of course, of course. And, Cause at the end of the day, if we were asked the same question about Chelsea, well, can N'Golo Conte play in a big game? That's what are we talking about? Right? Like can Chelsea score, um, you know, a big, in a big tournament, can they, can they win consistently on the road in a big tournament to, to take over the trophy? Of course. But we just don't we don't have that same sample. Uh, we don't have that same evidence for Arsenal. And so, as a Chelsea fan, I'm going to be very um, optimistic to Chelsea, and that's that's kind of how we are. That's kind of where we are as of right now. At least. No, and as an Arsenal fan, every I mean, Blaine asks me the question. Blaine's gone. Blaine asks me the question every week. Can Arsenal do it? And I've always said, don't ask me this question. Like, I'm not going to be the, one of these Arsenal fanboys that are on YouTube saying that, you know, Arsenal is going to win the title, uh, you know, after week six, seven, eight, nine, ten, because it's not realistic, especially as you point out, knowing the Arsenal that we've been watching for the last 10 years. Um, what I will say is what you've touched on already is that the, the Arsenal that we're watching this year break away the different ninth all the nine years is a completely different arsenal and they would have lost to they wouldn't have drawn against newcastle they would have lost against right. newcastle two yes. weeks ago they wouldn't have lost one nothing to man city and played a way better first half to man city and then lost to a pretty much a pep designed goal mm -hmm. they would have lost 5-1 or something right. you know a few years ago so the progress they're making is incredible. My issue with Arsenal right now is that it's mental. It's if it's mental in the fans' minds, it's absolutely mental in the players' minds. Do you know that like at some point these like you said these young kids that haven't really been at it for too long granted, these young kids now have been the stars for 3 years of this mm -hmm. team, but They've, it's 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 going to maybe come down to the wire where it's like oh my gosh I mean we saw it last season they had to win one game yes to make Champions League yes. just one and they couldn't do it so while they're playing better and while it's so fun to finally be um, excited about an Arsenal team again Grace is like why are you an Arsenal fan like why do we do this to ourselves right, and I'm right. like this season I'm like this is why this is why this, this is, is like yeah. this is this is it but. So to answer that question, I still think that the, you can't obviously count them out there in first place. But with City only behind, trailing behind them, and what we you know saw them do just a couple nights ago in the FA Cup, like it's still, in my opinion, obviously Arsenal have more points, so it's technically theirs to lose. But City are the champions. They're coming for it still. I think that that's really the only one to be afraid of. I don't think, you know, Gary Neville's an idiot, in my opinion. United's <laughs> not going to finish above them. I think that if City, if Arsenal don't win it, it's City. Then it's Arsenal. 
probably looking like almost Newcastle, Newcastle. at this point yeah. in time, which is Newcastle. wild and good for them. But yeah, I'm still reluctant. I'm still not one of those Arsenal fans that's going to be like, yeah, it's ours. It's not. It's it's very much not. It would be amazing if it is, but let's let's just take it one week at a time still. Yeah, and, and I'm mad But is it exciting? To, yes. I'm mad enough to admit that I was wrong about Arsenal. I thought they were going to be the same old kind of, you know, choking in the last second. And they've, they've proved me wrong time and time again. If I was a betting man, I would have lost tons of money on Arsenal this season. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to, to seeing them, seeing how they're going to be now that they're sort of looked at as, as a top team uh, in the Prem again. I'm not saying that they, you know, they're, they're still, of course, the, one of the biggest clubs in the Prem, but um, consistently now challenging for titles. I'm really looking forward yeah. to seeing what that what that's going to look like, to seeing really good players come up. I mean, like, think about getting Trossard now, adding that to the team. I think he was probably Brighton's best player at some point. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm really looking forward to it, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I know yeah, I am too. And I, I really what I, again, tell Blaine whenever he asks this question is like, I'm just excited to see them play Tuesday, Wednesday nights again. This Thursday stuff is no good. Champions mm-hmm. League is where is what we need to be like, you know, <laughs> where we need to be every week, every year. So yeah. I'm excited that they're oh, going to be back in Champions League. Will they win the league? Let's hope they will. But one game at a time. What are your thoughts, Blaine? Are they going to win it every week? We talk about this. Every week, every week it comes up. So I, I think while I stepped away, you guys, you guys were referring to uh, the FA Cup tie where uh, yeah. Nathan Ake had a uh, side foot finesse finish. Yeah. <laughs> not convincing, not convincing when Nathan Ake scores your only no. goal. I'll say this: Man City beat Chelsea two, three seasons ago. Whenever we won, uh, won the Champions League, right? They beat us in the league. They they pulled the double. And what did Kai Havertz do? So what I'm, what I'm saying all that to say, made fun unless of someone Sterling. get, huh? Sorry, I said he made fun of Raheem Sterling. That was <laughs> that's, that was messed up. Yeah, when he did that. the 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 point I'm making, or I know I lost my train of thought, but oh yeah, just I think if if Arsenal can, uh, I think I I legitimately think they can hold on and win the league. I I legitimately. Like if I were a betting really man, so. I would put money on it. Just I feel like this is and this is the only reason why. Get me excited. <laughs> so I mean, they haven't been losing those games. They've been holding on. They have not been choking. The mentality is strong. They did actually buy some reinforcements. They they might still buy a few more. Manchester City, Liverpool. Man United have all shown their weakness, even though City beat them. Like, I think Liverpool's losing to, I don't even know who they're playing in the FA Cup today. I think it's Brighton. It's actually Brighton. Brighton. They're losing to Brighton. Man U, I mean, they they look good. Newcastle, they look good, but I feel like Newcastle is like a mini version of Arsenal where if, if anyone gets injured, yeah, it that's that's a wrap. Yeah. I feel like it's almost the same for Man U. Like if if like if Bruno Fernandez gets hurt, if uh Marcus Rashford gets hurt, like that's I mean that's basically the squad. I mean, and then the back line has been doing their thing, but that's basically the squad. Like Anthony's, right. I mean, as much as it pains me, he's useless. He's Anthony is yeah. useless. Erickson, he got I mean, his he's first assist. I think didn't he? 
Did he just yeah. call him a assist? YouTube footballer? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I hate saying he he's been I mean, yeah, got his first assist, but the fact that he got his first assist at the end of the month and you know, anyway, the point being, I think I I legitimately think Arsenal can hold on unless they get injured. I think I think them getting taken out of the FA Cup I, is actually a benefit for them. If they if they yeah. get dropped out of Europe. Yeah, I agree. If they choose to play a, a, a small, a lesser side and they get knocked out of Europe, I think all of these things can work in their favor. And I feel like historically, like when you're making like a run to like claim a title after years of not having a title, insert Leicester, insert Chelsea, if you're not playing in Europe or it's like I feel like when you're getting back to your groove, it's like you almost can't be contentious in any other competitions but the one like Chelsea. The first time they won the Champions League, I think they finished sixth in the table. Right. They like yeah. they had blown the season by all accounts when they last won the Champions League. It was the same thing. They had blown the season in all by all accounts. They had blown the season. So eh, it's just how I felt. And then and also under Conte, the, they didn't make the Champions League and they made a crazy run to win a Premier League title. So that, and that's I mean, obviously, Arsenal still in Europa, but I feel like, you know, the, the better the sooner they drop out the less likely they are to get one of their stars injured, the more likely they are to go on. And as far as Pep Guardiola and Man City are concerned, I think they put stock in the league, but they're really going for Europe. And then I just... Yeah, I, I think so. And then, I yeah. mean, and so what you're saying is like, it's a dogfight between Man U, West Ham, um, Spurs, perhaps. Newcastle, Tottenham. Or the, yeah, that's what I meant to say. I said West Ham, I meant... Uh, in Newcastle. And I mean, yeah. why not? Like, why can't Arsenal, like Arsenal has, their players are better than all of those players. Why couldn't they hold on? So, yeah, I so, agree. You know, I agree. I just, it's so, I, I, I see all these Arsenal fans out there and they can let themselves look like fools being like, we're back. And it's like, okay, it's a season. It's a season and we look good and we look really good and things are going well. And we have an amazing players, but first of all, Arsenal's never been able to hold on to players. So let's hope that we can yeah. hold on to Bukayo Saka and Gabriel Martinelli. And not only that, Martinelli just signed that contract. Didn't he just sign an extension yeah, to 26? Years, right? Yeah. So not only that, but then but then sign players because Partey is out. That's been that man's been holding it down this whole season for us. So right. who's going to oh, come he in for that? Did he get injured in the FA Cup? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, he, he was taken Ooh. off. Um I think it's I think it's going to be interesting. And Brooks, Ooh. I would say to you to to make sure you're getting your cholesterol levels checked. You know, Jeez. as you're getting as it's getting towards the end of this, I uh, you know, um, like I, I can I could see I could see Arsenal winning and like uh, just over. It's been how long since the last one for Arsenal? Right over tw- uh, 20, 20, 20 years. Oh, so, nineteen years. So so two thousand and four. No, amazing to see be amazing to see 19 years right um, it would be amazing to but, see but but it's gonna be tight and and you know i just hope that you stay healthy as you're as you're going through that you know um, i'm going to the gym i'm running i'm you know <laughs> doing the yoga got my vitamins yeah i'm drinking mate so it's 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 really fun to see and i will say one last thing about them and the game uh, against city is that and not to hype us too much because i don't like to do this but city did play everyone but ederson I mean, they 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 came to win that game, and Arsenal played like they had like six changes from their first squad. So to only lose one nothing to that kind of goal with six changes um, from your first team is 
That's pretty good. That's that 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 makes I think that it was more of like a moral thing that Arteta was trying to do. It's like, hey, like we only lost one nothing with without our full first team in. So in the league, I mean to Blaine's point, when we play them in the league, you know, we're gonna go for it. Everyone's gonna come in. We're all gonna be looking good and healthy, and hopefully it's a different outcome. But if they can beat City one time for the when they have to play them this season, then I think it's theirs. I'm just not confident that they can beat City. That's gonna be. A they big don't. Game. They don't. They don't even have to beat City. Though. They just have to draw. Like just if you, like because they're they're eight or they're eight points clear right now with a game in hand or 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 am I miss under am I I, I haven't looked at the with team. a game in hand. Oh, is it five, five with a game, game in hand, hand? I think. Okay, five games with a game in hand. If they just push City two times, that's that's stalemate. I like I don't even like yeah. if if I'm our if I'm our test, I'm not even trying to win that game. I'm just I'm I'm just playing. Really? I mean, why, 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 right now. why take unnecessary risk? Like if you're taking a, if you're, if you're, if your goal is to win the league, like, I feel like this is like where Josie Mourinho's mentality kicks in. Like you take calculated risk and you say like this team, we don't need to win. So why take it to them? There's no shame in parking a bus yeah. and knocking a ball around the park for 90 some odd minutes just to get the one, one. So you both, so now you're one, two less games and you're both in your right. same position and you, t- and you go take the game to somebody else. Y- you know what I mean? That, that's, I feel like if, if we're playing like, cause what you, you could try to win and you could end up losing by another Ake side foot finesse shot, you know, one in a million yeah. and it goes in and it's now, okay, now, now we're, we're two points and now all of a sudden, if we draw somebody else and they don't, now they're 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 winning by one point, and it's Liverpool, Man City, two thousand the two thousand twenty right. season all over again, right? Or was that yeah. this, or is it twenty one or is it twenty? I can't remember. And which City's one. been there already. Yeah, and Arsenal haven't, yeah. and that's yeah. where the nerves we come in. Talk. talk yeah, you just got to assume City's going to win every game from now until the end of the league. And right. if you have, and if you still have two games, and you can just push those, and you can also win yours, which is a a bet that you could take. You know, yeah. you don't need to beat City. You know, send the kids out and just stifle them for the whole game, which, I mean, I, I'm not saying <laughs> don't really do that. But, you know, it, it's a tactic. It's a tactic that's worked in yeah. the past. The last four weeks, I think, or six weeks, they play, they play City, then they play Chelsea, then they play Newcastle. So that's, like, going to be a tough end to the season for them. But, hey, you have to, you have to perform if you're going to be champions. So let's see, let's see what happens. Yeah, 100%. Get nervous. Hands are sweaty. Like you know, you said, get your cholesterol right. We'll want a stroke. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, we've been talk. We've been we've been yakking now for about ninety seven minutes. We are uh in, you know in stoppage time. Uh, are there any other topics or anything you would like to get off your chest before we c- conclude this week's episode of the uh, Abrazo Football Podcast? Any any rumors? Any big topics? Any shout question. outs? Okay. I just have one question. Chelsea legend Frank Lampard obviously was was Canned. was sacked by Everton. Yeah, and there's people saying he's a been a failure. Him and Gerard are failures in the Premier League. I don't think that his tenure was quite as bad as people think at Chelsea. Everton's yeah. a different story, but that whole club's a mess to begin with. So, what is? I just want to know your thoughts on that. Is he was he a failure in the Premier League? Should he have been let go in Chelsea? Um, well, it depends. I mean, it. it always depends. You got it. Like the the qualifiers, people need to define these words. Like, was he a failure in the sense that he didn't win the Premier League? 
if that's what a failure right. is, then yes, he's a failure. Is he a failure because he got sacked midseason by two clubs that wear the color blue? If that's your criteria for failure, yes, he was a failure. If if <laughs> if the criteria is did he find academy players, promote them to the first team, and those players went on to win trophies in England and Italy, respectively. The same he, year he was fired, by the he, way. He's yeah. not a failure. You got trophies from Tammy, Feek, both Nigerian brothers. Shout out to my Nigerian brothers. You know what I'm saying? And then <laughs> at home, you got Mason and Reese winning a Champions League. So, I mean, they've half, half, two, like uh, three quarters of the people he brought through have won European silverware. That's, that's astonishing. So, yeah. No, no, I, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. If I think if if uh, Lampard wasn't a part of the the Chelsea manager rotation right strategy, uh, I think he would have probably stayed at Chelsea and probably still be at Chelsea up at the, at this point. You also have to remember when he got fired from Chelsea, he was also going through this insane uh, injury crisis as well, right? And then Tuchel came in, people got healthy. And then you, you look at the Champions League goal. He said this as well. The ball went from Mendy to Chilwell to Mount to Havertz. All players that, that essentially have Frank Lampard's fingerprints yeah, all point, over it. Yeah. Right? And so so I don't believe he was a failure at Chelsea. I, I think he was he was just a byproduct of Chelsea's strategy of, okay, what? You're not top three? Get him out of here. Right? And then look at, look at it, it, everything's nuanced. Look at what he did at, at uh, Everton, oh. where these guys were bottom of the league, and for he kept him to up. fight and push, yeah. and 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 incite like enthusiasm from that from that Merseyside fan base that was almost dying. It was it was yeah. about to be in the championship for him to get them to be just even more energized and enthusiastic about football, I think he deserves some credit. Yeah, look at it. That team then lost three of their best players. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna be terrible. It is, it is what it is. And they were even gonna sell Gordon. Like, that team was going to be absolutely horrible because they just don't have players. And yep. Sean Dyke's gonna come in and they're probably still gonna get relegated. It just is what it is. And um, so I, I don't, I don't believe he was a failure. I think he deserves a real shot, um, but uh, you know we'll see. We'll see if it, if he's actually going to get one. I feel yeah. like I feel like the mistake. I feel like there could there certainly were mistakes that he made, and I we can't be blind to those mistakes. It could be argued that he started too early, and he should have stayed at Derby County after you know getting mm-hmm. that team promoted. Ultimately, they were well. No, they weren't promoted. They lost in the um, yeah. playoffs. In the playoffs, um, right? But still, I mean, that's an that that alone is an achievement, right? But so, I mean, it, but it's tricky because, like, you think of it like I'm Frank Lampard. I get the call from the big man to come to come te- to come represent the Blues as the main coach, the head coach. It's kind of yeah. like Mikel Arteta. He gets the call from Arsenal. Do you want to come do the job? And it's like in the back of your head, you know, I'm gonna give this everything I got, but like it's probably not gonna be pretty for a while. And it's like where one team there's a toxic culture of firing coaches and bringing in a new coach to like give the players another stimulus to like get them to that point. It's like. Yeah, like our coach got fired mid-season. That gave us the boost we wanted to win a Champions League. Okay, that's like a part of yeah. the philosophy, and someone needed to be sacrificed, and it's often the coach. Whereas if he would have stayed, 
and got backing and made it through a acquis or or a sellout or a sell and a and a new purchase, like he probably could have found a lot more success. We wouldn't we wouldn't have won the Champions League, but we might be at that point we might be you know third or second in the table right now, or we might be top of the table. Right. But it's like pros and cons. Would you rather be? in contention for the title this season or have won the Champions League. And for that to happen, we had to make a sacrifice and it would have had to have been Frank Lampard. But he, I, as far as I'm concerned, he's he he should have a Champions League medal for that season. And he should be seen as like the joint coach because he, he, he coached half of the season. And without yes. that half of the season, we couldn't have the second half. So, I mean, if he was a failure at Everton, they weren't relegated. That was the task. He had... That that was the objective. Do not get relegated, and they were not relegated. Right. As far as yeah. Stevie G, Steven Gerrard, he is a failure. He is a loser. <laughs> he is not a good coach. Okay. John Terry, on the other hand, he was at Aston Villa. He was a decent assistant coach. He helped their defense a ton. Look at Tyrone Means. He made he got England call-ups under John Terry's stewardship. But Stephen G, oh, he's a fraud. Yeah, your your uh, your Chelsea bias is not seeping out <laughs> at all in this. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't even know you supported Chelsea, dude. I, I, I always thought you were a Liverpool fan or something. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I just want to say the same. Like, I just thought I thought it was I didn't want to see him get let go at Chelsea. So I I, I wish that he was in Grand Potter's position right now. I wish yeah. that it was yeah. you know different circumstances and that he was the man they were going to stick with long term, similar to what Arsenal is doing with Arteta. Because um, obviously John Terry, I mean, Frank Lampard means way more to Chelsea than Arteta meant to to Arsenal. Yeah. I mean Frank Lampard is there forever, won everything oh, yeah, with was, them. So he was one of the three poster boys. It was yeah. it was Frank Lampard, Drogba, and John Terry on every poster in every in every Chelsea young Chelsea fans bedroom for the better part of two yes. decades. Even in uh, I mean this is gonna probably be embarrassing, but she's the man. The movie he's in he's oh in, I uh, know yeah he's in that one too <laughs> yeah there's there's the the Lampard and the Drogba posters in Sebastian's bedroom yeah. yeah that's right and 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 the best part was like he wasn't a part of any of the scandals either. John, John Terry. Yeah, so that's why I yeah. can't stand Frank, uh, John Terry. Yeah. John Terry's trash, but Frank Lampard's such he, a good guy. He's, uh. he's, he's even in this like crypto scandal too. I'm like, Jesus, man. Bro, he just, he just has poor judgment. He has, John Terry has poor judgment off the football field. Off just the football field. Bit, yeah. Dude. yeah. Yo, well, I dude, I saw him because I, I follow him on Instagram. I saw him post earlier. I was like, I was like, bro, you need to just back off of this all the way before it's too late. You haven't seen like a ton of good men have fallen for worse. Like right. just keep just stay out of it. Stay just stay out of it. This is no good. Great player you know? though. Great player. Insane leader. Yeah. Great player. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, that's my. I don't think I had. I was just. I heard that being floated around on like Sky Sports. I was like, come on, you guys are too quick to call people failures in in that country. Um. So. Uh, yeah. The the last thing that me. I had, and maybe this is directed towards you, Brooks. Um, how did you feel about this whole Modric situation? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to hear it from your from your side of the story. Um, yeah, I mean, Blaine knows how I, I was. I mean, I think like most Arsenal, or like pretty intense Arsenal fans, like we've been following this kid for over six months. 
uh, like for quite a while now. Um, and, and, and so I was, I, I told, I think I told my friend, John, I was like, literally that night that Chelsea signed him, I still woke up. It felt like 20 years ago when like your girl broke your heart or whatever, like you weren't sure what was going on in the relationship. Like literally I felt like that. I woke up multiple times in the middle of the night with that on my mind that he signed for Chelsea instead of Arsenal. Um, and so the, like to, to just to finish this off, I, at the time I was like, this is the wrong move because Chelsea doesn't grow and develop young players. They're, they're showing, uh, they're showing that they can do that now in the likes of Reese James Mason Mount needs something, um, but they're, they're buying younger. So hopefully like it was a good move for him. We already know that Arteta can grow and develop young players. So just for that sense alone, I was like, Ooh, I hope that he's making the right choice for himself. I think Mudrik is going to be, you already said it. Like I didn't have to add anything to that. One of the greatest players in the Premier League for a very long time, just the few touches that he had against Liverpool. I was like, this dude is this dude is Terry on me, on re, Terry on me, Terry on re mixed with Cristiano Ronaldo. Like it's it, the footwork was insane. His speed is insane. Um, I was so hurt, I, but I will say that I don't like when people say that Chelsea came in and ro- what do they say? Hijacked. Robbed him. Hijacked. Hijacked. Yeah. Hijacked the transfer. Cause I'm like, everyone knows Arsenal wanted him. Everyone knows he wanted Arsenal. Everyone should know Arsenal has did not want to go above X amount of dollars. And Chelsea was like, that's no problem for us. Right. Here you go. Are you cool with coming? Yes. Okay, great. Let's go. So great move by Chelsea. Again, like one other reason, like it's probably so great to be a Chelsea fan because when you're linked with high profile people, you get the high profile people, right. you know, it's not like it's, it's like more exciting if it happens at Arsenal, because that doesn't happen anymore. But Chelsea, man, you guys, you put your, you put your sights on someone and he comes through. So congrats to Chelsea. I think he's going to be, I think that in the long run, Arsenal are going to be kicking themselves for not going 5 million pounds more or whatever menial amount it was, you know? Yeah. You have your values and you have your, like your, your policies or whatever. And I get that. And I appreciate that. But dude, it's like, it was like five million for this guy that that obviously wanted you and could have. It, obviously, you needed. I think more than Chelsea. Chelsea needs a midfielder before this this whole thing wraps up. But Arsenal needed a winger. They got one in the long run. But I would have loved to see Mudrik long term at, at at Arsenal. But so, congrats to you guys. I'm excited to see him play. Anthony Absolutely. Gordon just signed for Newcastle. No, he did, right? He's in. He's he's in the yeah. shirt. It's official. Everton's Premier down. League just posted it with it, uh, Newcastle, bro. He, so yeah, I mean, just if Frank don't. No one stands a chance. The, like, how are you selling your best player? You fire your coach and you sell your best 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 player within what uh, four days? Yeah, club's a mess. Sean Dyche, yeah. what are you doing? It's a mess. They're gonna get relegated. They got bills. Yeah, to pay, they're though. gonna get relegated. This what it is. Goodison um, Park's already condemned. Now it's yeah. just gonna crumble. Okay. Well, guys, okay. Right. It's almost been two hours. I think we got to put a pin yeah. in this one. If you're still <laughs> here with us, thank you so much. Yeah. We love you. You get free mate if you're here with us too. Yeah. If you, if you're like, should we give, <laughs> should we give a code? If you've made it to this point. <laughs> yeah. 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 Put in, uh, what, what should the code be? Um, think of something. Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Put, it's blue. London is blue is your promo code and it will be worth your while. Okay.
Well, that's all we got, guys. Thanks for hanging out. This is, uh, you know, the Football Browser Football Podcast. We'll see you next week. Peace.